Today's Hope FM Breakfast Show is brought to you by Ace Office. For business supplies and office furnishing, visit ace-office.co.uk. Now, this is the time of year when we're all thinking about what could we possibly buy uh, each other as a wonderful Christmas gift, something a bit different. Well, you might want to consider a wonderful book called Gift Beyond Measure by Major Hard Weber. Now, I say Major because Hard is a retired Salvation Army uh, officer, uh, spent his life, uh, doesn't so much use the title now, Major, but I'm calling you Major this morning because <laughs> you jolly well deserve it after a life of, you know, of service in the Salvation Army, which is continuing. But how, how did you start on the road to becoming an author? What was it that got you going in terms of the pen? Well, the, the book began um, over 30 years, nearly 40 years ago. I had great difficulty finding Christmas cards, even Christian Christmas cards, that had a bit of, um, uh, a bit of strength behind them, that had a real message to people, make people think whether they're Christians or non-Christians. And in the end, unable to find a card, I decided to try and create my own. And uh, I remember the very first one I wrote, uh, I, I sat in a, a room with a blank piece of paper, not knowing where to start. And I started scribbling and uh, I got called from a tea. Uh, and I was having a bit of a problem because I kept using the same word. And it suddenly occurred to me, or what entered my head was that thing about um, there was a crooked man who walked a crooked mile and found a crooked sixpence beside a crooked style. And I thought, were they, whoever wrote that, used the same word throughout? They did. (laughs) So I went back and looked at different ways of using the word broken. And um, and that got the, the, the very first poem off off the ground, if you like, and the very first Christmas card that we sent to friends, believers, non-believers, congregation, and that's what I've been doing every year since. Well, you'll have to read that very first one you wrote to us. (laughs) I will, okay. (laughs) Broken. I crept up to the broken door of the broken cattle shed, and just across the broken floor saw his broken manger bed. Even the silence was broken, by a baying, neighing sound. Even the darkness was broken as the lamplight shone around. Even some tears had broken down his weary father's face. Even her heart was broken, giving birth in so foul a place. Only one thing remained there, unblemished, unspoiled, undefiled. Only one thing was unbroken, that tiny, helpless child yet this child would one day be broken nailed to an old broken tree and the one with the hammer and nails when I look I'm shocked for it's me that's amazing and did that just flow once you get over the repeating in the word broken um not really. I, I mean, in the end, I suppose one would say it did. But it, it, what, what happened is I looked at different ways, the word broken, different sorts of brokenness, and see how that would fit in to the scenario. I feel personally that I was being led in it all. I do feel it's 
sometimes when I read it myself, I, I get deeply moved and I can't believe I wrote it, which sounds a bit crackers, really. But uh, Well, it's not really crackers at all. I mean, if, if God inspired the Bible, you know, in 66 books over all those 2,000-year span, you know, then yes. why couldn't he inspire this little book that we're holding in our hands? Hard, yes, you know? yeah, and, true. And, and I guess you, you know, I, you probably know much better than me that, that everything you write is God-inspired. Yeah, yeah. What sort of reaction did you get to it? Well, uh, over the years, um, I've, I've had a very positive reaction to, to that poem. Um, obviously, I the book's only been out a year, but the reason I wrote the book is that people over the years of getting our Christmas cards kept coming back to me and saying... When's why the book coming you, out? <laughs> yeah. Why don't you make a book? Why don't? And when I got to, what was I last year, 74, I thought, well, if I don't do something soon, all my poems in my computer will be wiped off probably. <laughs> and so that's why I wrote the book or put together the book of those poems. No, in, in, indeed, it's it's one thing to write a poem like the one you've just read, Tears Broken, but then to put a, a, a whole group of them together in the form of this wonderful little book that I'm holding, it's quite a task. Yes. Um, was it difficult? Well, it wasn't really. I, I had them initially in the order that I wrote them. And occasionally I write an extra one at Christmas. Something else would come in and never turned up in a... A poem. I mean, this year's poem is is of one at the end of the book that I wrote last year, and although I've now written another one that will wait till next year, just in case I'm dried up. In terms of, <laughs> and is your other one a Christmassy one as well? Uh, oh yeah, yes. It's just the Christmassy ones that uh, I have written other than Christmas, but uh, yeah, the other one was I wrote, and I thought no, the last one in my book I hadn't used in, as a a Christmas card, so I. I'll use that one first. This will be a difficult question for you. Of all the poems that you have written and these Christmassy ones and, and the ones contained within this book, do you have a favourite one? Not really. They all do different things. I mean, some. I mean, one particular poem is um, about memories of my childhood and I wrote that in the form of a poem and I thought a lot of people might relate to that because if they're, if they're as old as I am, um, when they were young, seventy four is only young heart, you know. Sorry, seventy four is that how, how old you are now? Uh, yeah, well, seventy five now. <laughs> well, spring chicken isn't really, you know, in today's world. You know? No, no, just <laughs> <laughs> how you feel. Anyway, read us that poem, uh, taking us back to your own childhood. Well, well, there may be listeners here that remember not having central heating. Oh yes, we, I was brought up in a council house. The fire. There was just the one fire, and if you if you stood away from the fire, you felt cold. Never mind going <laughs> and going up to bed at night was terrible. You'd have ex, extra blankets on you. And the other thing was that we seemed to have colder winters back then in the sixties, fifties, and sixties. And the frost. Our, our children don't believe it. All grandchildren. The frost <laughs> formed on the inside of the windows. Yes, it did. and uh, and this is a well. This is basically a true story. Uh, of, of memories put together in this poem when I was young like many a child when I was young I woke before the birds had sung and there across the floor room I saw my sack now full upon the floor excitedly I soon unwrapped the contents of the bulging sack and found in each a new surprise that brought delight to sleepy eyes 
Inside my window, frost had formed. I breathed on it, and as it warmed, a hole appeared. I looked to see if Santa would wave back to me. There was no Santa in the sky. I saw no sleigh or reindeer fly. Though Mum called out, Go back to bed! I played with my new toys instead. Next Christmas, I awoke to noise. I saw my dad bring in my toys, destroying childhood fantasy of Santa's generosity. Some think that the nativity, like Santa, is absurdity. Though it may seem far-fetched, it's true. Christ came, a babe, for me and you. Mm. So you captured the you captured the whole spirit of Christmas in that little poem mm. and the discovery of the real meaning behind the season. Yeah, yeah. I mean, how are people reacted to the book? Hard. I mean, obviously, this book falls into the hands of people who are uh, who say they are believers, they are Christian folk, but obviously also into the hands of those who maybe are not quite there yet. Have yeah. you had some some feedback? I've had very good feedback. People seem to love the book. I I mean, it goes to a lot of people that I don't know because people buy it as gifts. Um, I've just posted three to somebody that wants to use them for for Christmas gifts. And so I don't know who they're giving them to or what their response is. But I do get quite a feedback, which is an encouragement. And, of course, the books travel all over the world, don't they? Uh, You'll have to do an audio book next, won't you? And uh, that could be your next project. Well, the the strange thing, the the publisher has produced an audio book. I'm not the one reading it. Mm -hmm. They've got a professional... I don't audio book person to do it, and um, and I've listened to because it, it was put pie in me to see whether I was happy with the reading, and and I was, and uh, so there is an audio book out there. And I suppose the other thing is that no doubt this little book has gone all over the world, you know, yeah. because English is spoken all over the world, isn't it? Yes, yes, that's right. And in America, it's in the main Christian book. Um, distributor and bookshop Barnes and Wallace, I think it's called, and uh, it is getting around the world. It's interesting, isn't it? Because I mean, obviously, one of the saddest things about Christmas is that that we can forget the real meaning meaning for the season. You know, yeah, we have the presents and the tinsel and the music and all of that, but obviously, the the story of the Christ Child, everything that's at the centre of your little book, we yes. we sometimes uh, forget. And of course, the census that just recently said, oh, you know that there's, I think there's quite a lot less people now saying they believe in God. But you don't seem at all depressed uh, about any of that. No, no. Well, all I feel is just keep putting it out there, keep putting it out there, sharing your heart, sharing. I shared with a man only on well, it was on Sunday. And um, and I told him one or two stories of experiences I had, and he's he's not a believer, but he wanted to know more, and um, I and I never feel it. It's very important that we ensure that we are small, that we're not selling us, even if we're involved in the story. It, it, it's about the Lord, and. Um, and the fact that half the time I don't know what I'm doing, I'm just doing what I think. I think I'm not always that certain. I think he's wishing me to do. One tends to discover the truth of whether it's him or not in retrospect. And sometimes it's so obvious afterwards, but when you were doing it. Uh, uh, <laughs> 
Of course, one of the things that uh, you know that, that that we read about, and certainly in the life of King David, is the fact that you know God looks at the heart of a man or a woman. He sees what's what's there. Yes. Uh, I'm quite sure, as God looks at your heart hard, that He sees a humble and gentle man. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I I think that this that this that this book is very much you know anointed, uh, and no doubt greatly used by God. Before we play your first music track, give us one more of your poems. Okay, well, this one I, I wrote, sometimes we do things we don't know the consequences of them. And sometimes we we might repent, you know, if, if it's been something we shouldn't have done or t- shouldn't have said, we, we may feel regretful and, and repent and be forgiven. But that doesn't mean there aren't consequences and looking at the christmas story something struck me that i hadn't noticed before and it seems to have touched other people in the same way and uh, you'll pick it up in the poem consequences traveling home from bethlehem i'm sure they never knew the seed that they had planted and the damage it would do how troops would enter every home around and in that town and butcher all the baby boys to save king herod's crown If only they had kept their eyes upon God's heavenly sign, King Herod may have never known or carried out that crime. But when the Magi told him of a new king born nearby, alarmed, he had to find the child, the infant had to die. Forewarned, the one he sought to kill escaped before troops came and slaughtered all the innocents in wicked Herod's name. The wisest men are foolish still, when they, like you and I, replace God's given guidance and on other things rely. We may correct the error made and things work out just so. But what of consequences that we never ever know? So teach me how to trust in you, to always be my guide. And when I'm pulled another way, Lord, keep me by your side. Of course, my very special guest today is Hard Weber, sharing some of his poems, some of his, his wonderful little book called Gift uh, Beyond Measure. And uh, let's have another one of, of your poems, Hard. Okay. This one is uh, entitled, but, he, but Made Himself Nothing. It's based on Philippians 2, verse 7. It is hard to conceive or imagine how God could have done what he did when he came in the form of a human and chose on this planet to live. Though present throughout the whole cosmos, he made himself ever so small, just a cell in the womb of a woman, then a babe in a trough in a stall. Though he formed both the earth and the heavens, and all power and knowledge were his, he now lies there so tiny and helpless, dependent on two teenage kids. Though he came willing knowing his future. As a man, he will learn it anew and accept as he did when in heaven what awaits him to save me and you. Of course, there again, the, the, the central message of Christmas, the coming of the Christ child, you know, in, in Bethlehem. Actually, yes. I was watching a video the other day of uh, the switching on of the Christmas tree in Bethlehem. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, of course, every year they have a big, a big celebration. But, of course, you know, we, we can and people do forget, don't we, the central joy of the whole Christmas story. Yes. And it's quite very much reflected in your book. But there was one poem, of course, uh, that, that you wrote and... Uh, you weren't quite happy with it, were you? Well, well yep. what happened with that one is that I, I sent off the manuscript 
to the publishers. They accepted it. They were pleased to to publish it, and then they got to work uh, preparing it, editing it, you know, proofreading, and all of that. I woke up one night, and I thought, for some reason, it entered my head that the book wasn't complete. This was about two months after I'd submitted it. Mm. Uh, but I didn't know why. It sounds a bit crazy, but I, I, I didn't know why I was unsettled or unhappy because I'd been happy before, and um, I didn't get back to sleep. And when I, when I got up, what suddenly entered my head, the book's all about Jesus' coming, his, his first coming. I didn't put anything in there at all about his return, his, the second advent. Often at Christmas, we look at the second advent, and I thought, that needs to be the conclusion of the book, you know, to look forward. And uh, so I phoned the editor he said, and explained to him how I felt. And he said, oh, that's a good idea. You know, get it to me as soon as possible. We, we were getting on with the book. And I thought, I haven't written anything. I don't know very much about his second coming. <laughs> <laughs> so I need to get my Bible out uh, because I want it to be factual. I try and keep close to the Bible. Um, as I try to make it all accurate to the Bible and eventually I put a poem together and sent it off which he accepted and, uh, and this is the poem When Jesus Comes Again The day is drawing ever near when Christ will come, will reappear no virgin birth, no manger bed no shepherds, magi, cattle shed but from above the clouds, the skies, he'll come as king with fiery eyes, his face as radiant as the sun, a splendour seen by everyone. Yes, he who hammered in each nail and did Christ's hands and feet impale together with the baying crowd who shouted, Crucify! out loud. Those Pharisees and Pilate too and all who claim they never knew will kneel and weep at seeing him, the crucified, return as king. With tears of joy and bended knee, those praying, labouring ceaselessly, will worship, praise, rejoice, adore the one so long they've waited for. So be prepared for that great day, when death, pain, tears, he'll wipe away, and faithful souls he'll gather in to spend eternity with him. And of course, that about the second coming of Jesus himself, the second advent, yes. uh, as, as you said. Well, we'll have one more poem. Uh, but before we do that, uh, how do people get hold of this book? Now, I know that you did a book signing down at Key Jones uh, last year. I don't know whether you're planning to do one this year or not, are you? Well, I haven't planned to do that, but he has a stock of the book mm -hmm. at Keith Jones. One can get it through Amazon or any, any good Christian bookshop. I mean, I... When they want signed copies, they contact me, but um, that's not so easy um, unless you know me or got contacts who know me. Uh, so they're the different ways in which the book can be acquired. So the, the book is called Gift Beyond Measure. Yes. And uh, obviously a multiple uh, a number of ways in which uh, you, you can get it. Make an, an excellent little present for uh, for somebody uh, yes. that you, uh, that you love or, or, or know, and maybe even for yourself, something yes. to to encourage you over this uh, this Christmas season. And of course, the Christmas message is all about challenge because the baby did come and was born in Bethlehem, and the child grew in wisdom and stature and in favour with God 
and man. Yeah. But all of us need to come to that point where we make a decision. Jesus, will you have the sinner? Always Jesus says, yes, sinner. Will you have the saviour? Well, now, that's a question that only you can ask. Maybe you have a poem that would bring that challenge to us hard. Yes, um, Christ is born in Bethlehem. Christ is born in Bethlehem, bringing peace and joy to men. Why not let the Christ child bring that peace and joy to you? Angels celebrate his birth. Shepherds leave their sheep to search. Why delay discovering the one who's seeking you? Magi travel, magi travel far to see in the manger majesty. Why hold back from seeking him when you could find him too? This God's son will one day die on a cross of wood hung high. Why ignore his suffering? He did it all for you. <laughs> 